Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. My guest today is Shamaya Morris. Shamaya, thank you so much for joining me on Fostering Solutions. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. All mine. <laughs> Wonderful. So tell the audience about yourself. Who is Shamaya Morris? Yeah, so um, I'm a West Virginia native. I was born right here in this great state. Uh, I was born in Beckley, West Virginia. So about two and a half hours south of where the plant is in Buffalo, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a daughter of a single mother. You know, I watched my mom get her bachelor's in nursing with four kids. You know, wow. I struggled with one class and one job, right? Like you, you have no excuse. No <laughs> excuse. No excuse. So she got her bachelor's with the four of us and worked night shift for years. Then um, she got remarried, had two more kids and went back and got her master's. So, I mean, she set the bar high. What a role model. Yeah. <laughs> what a role model. So a lot of what I learned about uh, how I wanted to present myself professionally and, you know, what my work ethic uh, is supposed to look like, I learned from my mom. So um, I'm extremely driven in that regard to, to make her proud, to prove myself, to do those things. Um, but ultimately it just, you know, I'm a hard worker by nature, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just because of the example that I saw. So um, that's really, I think the essence of who I am just as a person. So that's a um, wonderful testimony. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so you're an industrial engineer? I read. Yes, ma'am, an industrial engineer. So what piqued your interest in industrial? Because in, my original career was chemical. I don't think at the time oh, I even heard about. Wow. Yeah, I started off as a chemical engineer. So you were one of those geniuses that I knew, <laughs> that I read about. <laughs> one of those nerds. Those chemical engineers are geniuses. That's what I remember. <laughs> so how did you end up in um, industrial engineering? So funny story. So um, I actually went, I started um, at WVU, I went to WVU mm -hmm. and I started uh, in the computer engineering and computer science program. And that was my focus coming in before, like when I was in high school, uh, one thing that our, our school at Woodrow Wilson allowed us to do was take a two-year certification at the um, vocational school, right? Next I love that program. I've heard of high schools doing that. And as a junior, so I, uh, that's what I did for two years. And I enrolled in computer systems and operational support. And it was like one of my favorite classes. Mm -hmm. So when I went to college, that was just my dream. That was my vision. But um, the first couple classes, it didn't give me what I thought I would get, right? Like I enjoyed learning about it, but I, I'm a hands-on person. Like I like breaking things, which is why I'm at <laughs> I like breaking things and touching things. So it was more programming than I thought it would be. So um, we have to do all of the engineers at the school that enroll in the college have to do like this intro to engineering orientation class where we learn about all facets, all different disciplines. And I remember sitting there hearing about industrial engineering. And at first I thought, you know, I've always heard like, um, you know, industrial engineering is it's not really engineering. It's not really a, a discipline that lets you be as technical as you need to be. But man, I, I learned something so much different than what the previous idea was. You know, it's extremely technical, 
the thing I love about it is that it has so many aspects of other disciplines. So we learned mechanical engineering, we learned electrical, we learned the programming side, and we learned all of this in that built into that curriculum. So I felt like I had more opportunities than I would have had in computer, right? Being so zoned in on that one field. Mm. Um, but just that class, you know, um, shout out to Dr. Bird, right? The <laughs> WU teacher, he really uh, did a good job of laying out the disciplines and describing what avenues lead to where, and this is the potential jobs that you have with each one. And that's where I learned about it was in that course. But I started with computer engineering. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're with Toyota Manufacturing now in Buffalo. Yes, so describe your career trajectory. How did you go from WVU to where you are now? Yeah, so uh, when I was in grad school, so I was a bit non-traditional in the way that I did a co-op or a, uh, an internship basically okay. with Toyota in graduate school. Okay. So I took this semester, one semester out of my uh, coursework and went to work at Toyota as a uh, production engineer. And I loved it. Like I loved the people. I loved the work that we did. I loved learning about that side of manufacturing. Like it was just everything about the job just like got me going. Right. <laughs> I wanted wonderful, to wonderful. And I was the co-op that, you know, kind of just bounced around. And I loved that. I loved going to spending one area machining, like a, a certain amount of time in the machining area. Mm -hmm. And then another couple months I was in assembly. And then another couple months I was with my assistant manager who was my mentor at the time. So I got to really get a hands-on experience of, of what it was I was hoping to do. And so um, the co-op uh, co term ended in 2015 and I finished my graduate program in 2016 and then started full-time that same year. So I'll, I always say that my trajectory is still forming. <laughs> like I've been with the company, it'll be five years in August and I've recently just taken on a new role. So I moved out of the engineering department and moved to production to learn a different side of manufacturing. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so I, I still think my, my trajectory is still taking shape. <laughs> it's still, you, you're at the lower, kind of like the lower. Like, yeah, <laughs> bottom of the curve, like trying to figure out what I want to do. Yeah, I, Toyota is a great place to be just from, is. you know, the way, um, I forgot who, Bethany, I think is the one, the way you, you all reached out about being a, a sponsor for the Summit and Race Matters. Yes, ma'am. Seems like it's a very progressive and inclusive place. You want to share you know, what your experience has been at Toyota. Yeah, um, absolutely. So one of the things, uh, one of the pillars of Toyota is respect for people. And I think you see that um, embedded in everything that we do. Like everything that we do, whether it's on the production side where we're actually touching parts and making the components, or whether it's on the engineering side, whether we're part of the team that's developing the ideas and the layout, the projects and things like that. Um, there's a respect for people there that you really don't see in a lot of places. They value the diversity of thought. They value the input that you have. You know, I remember being a co-op and I was thrown out there early, presenting to like the president <laughs> because wow. they just wanted your input, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just so refreshing to have that, right? It's, it's refreshing to for them to see that. And then ultimately what they do is develop you, right? They develop you to be 
more outspoken and they push you and they 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 want to hear what you have to say. Right. They value your insights. They value develop your, your insights, exactly. And yeah. it's just refreshing to to see that and to be a part of it, you know. Um, I always say that, you know, like the respect for people really is the backbone of what they do. And you can see that and how they deal with their suppliers, with how we deal with our customers, with how we deal with our uh, the people that we serve, right? Like our team members and things like that. They really value your experience, your work experience. So it's been, it's very refreshing, I think. Yeah. So did you work anywhere else? Because did you have any other internship or co-op experiences before getting there? I didn't. Um, I was one of the ones in school, like, so we have to do a capstone in our undergraduate. Mm -hmm. And um, I was paired with a student um, of the same college that actually went on and started her own company. Her and her husband started her own company. Mm -hmm. So I was paired with her and got to see that side of it, right? More of the business avenue of it and what um, industrial engineers can uh, contribute in that field. But this is my first uh, experience, right? Toyota, my co-op was the first experience I had in manufacturing. Okay. And so after that, I knew I, that's what I wanted. <laughs> right, right, right. So as you went through WVU and where you are, seems like you're having a wonderful uh, experience there at Toyota. Have you run into hurdles? And any hurdles you have to overcome? Yeah, um, I think the biggest, really most of the hurdles that I say I overcome were personal, right? I don't think they were, you know, I've been blessed enough to uh, to say that I haven't had to really overcome a lot of, of the hardships that people before me had to, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's because of the people before me, That's right? Absolutely, that really paid. standing on their shoulders, absolutely. Right, so I definitely uh, can uh, acknowledge that. But a lot of the hurdles that I had to face uh, were personal. Um, one big one that I thought of um, was as great of a company that I worked for. I had a really hard time with uh, being getting used to being the only in a room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is um, I got used to, you go through your life, college, high school, all these, you get used to, to being the only person that looks like you, mm -hmm. right? So you naturally, you know, I did naturally, I turned it off. You know, I just go in a room, I do my job, keep my head down. In those moments, someone said my name. <laughs> but in those moments where someone actually said my name, I felt like I, I lost my voice, right? I didn't really know, uh, you know, I didn't have the confidence. I didn't know what to say. Like, uh, how should I say this? How did I come across this way? Do I come across that way? Mm -hmm. But really, um, Really what I learned from that and what I what I gauged from that looking over it is that um, I have to acknowledge that I really am the only person that looks like me in most of these rooms. You know, I'm the only female on my team. I was the only female engineer. I was the only uh, African-American engineer on my side for a while. Mm -hmm. So I have to acknowledge the diversity that I bring, not just on the outside, right? But the thought process, right. I don't think the same way as a lot of my comrades, right? I don't think the same way as a lot of the people that I work with. And that's what Toyota wants, mm -hmm. you know? They don't want people that think all the same and offer the same ideas and the same, you mm -hmm. know, uh, techniques for doing things. They want the diversity of thought. And not that my diversity is just me being a black woman, but it contributes to my voice. You know, it contributes to what I bring to the table. So I had to get used, <laughs> I had to get used to being, the only in the room and owning that I, that 
you know, it's fine. Yeah, I'm in a room with, you know, a bunch of men and yeah, I'm the only black person I see. I'm the only female I see. But at the end of the day, you know, like they're looking for me to contribute That's in right. my way. There's a reason you're there. You know, That's there's right. a reason why mm-hmm. you're there. Absolutely. Very, very strong. Um, so where can we find industrial engineers? We, we know are they're everywhere. Studio. They're everywhere. Okay. So like where? We are out here. Those places. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So like a lot of the uh, a lot of the students that I graduated with work at companies like Deloitte. Uh, they work at Boeing. They work at GMC. They work at all wow. these like automotive companies. I know some that went to logistics and uh, supply chain management. So we literally are everywhere. And that's what I love about it. And that's what uh, kind of turned me on to the field, industrial engineering. There's so many different avenues that you could take your career, you know? So I think um, it's just about looking at what you want to do. Now, uh, here at Toyota, I can't say that I'm just an industrial engineer. It's funny because a lot of the engineers that I work with are mechanical and they all say, when you come through this door, you're just an engineer. You're not an industrial, you're not mechanical, you're not civil. <laughs> you're an engineer. And that's what I love about it. You just have to find your, I think industrial engineers are more um, uh, prepared to kind of handle that versatile mm-hmm. workforce. You know what I mean? Like whatever the workforce is demanding, whatever that job is needing, you know, like I do a lot of programming, I do a lot of wire and things like that. So I can apply for that because I have the experience, right? And I got the experience from what I learned at school. So I think we're out here. Industrial engineers are everywhere. Okay. <laughs> so one of the things I, I always want to do in, in everything that I'm engaged in is really inspire others to reach and, and do what, you know, reach for the stars, you know? So how can we inspire more? I was reading something about you. It seemed like you were working with some young people in Mm -hmm. high schools. Why don't you talk about how do we go about inspiring? What have you done to inspire Mm -hmm. people in the next generation to become engineers? Absolutely. One thing I always say that helps and promotes and encourages and inspires is just being visible. You know, I learn about engineering or well, I knew about, about the discipline and what the job did, but I didn't think it was tangible until one of my friends, she was about four or five years older than me, said, oh yeah, I'm at WVU, I'm doing engineering, I'm doing civil engineering. And I was like, you know, it was such a foreign thought <laughs> that somebody that looked like me is in engineering, but seeing it made it such a reality and so tangible. So that's why I really am like passionate about things. Like one thing that Toyota has let us do is the STEM program. And it's through West Virginia Tech University in Beckley, my hometown, Beckley. Um, And what we do is we recruit high school students from ninth to 12th grade. I believe it's ninth to 12th or ninth to 11th. And uh, what we do is bring them to the campus for a week and they learn about STEM. They learn about engineering they learn about mechanics exciting, yeah. I mean it's just so like enthralling it's so exciting and Dr. Afrin Naz is who, who does oh, it oh I know Dr. Afrin yes she's the coordinator dynamo yeah oh, and she's got that coverage and she has all the coolest um acronyms for her programs and she does. one of them <laughs> yeah 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 but I love doing things like that because it makes us visible. 
you know, it makes us tangible reality. Like I have two younger sisters, one's 15 and one's 13, and I'm on them every day. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I can't be engineering this family, you know? So I just think being visible is how we inspire and how we push and encourage. Wow. That helps me tremendously. Oh, definitely. Hmm. Um, so has the pandemic, I think the automotive industry thrived under pandemic because folks were driving more. Is Was that your experience? I can't explain. I'm trying to do the math in my head because I'm thinking we're all at home, right? <laughs> yeah, but, some, but I think I saw, I read that somewhere. Where yeah, like, I mean, for us, um, and, and I, you know, I feel strongly about this and I keep saying it, but, you know, like, man, I'm blessed. Like the pandemic didn't negatively impact me at all. You know, like I still had the level. Absolutely. I still had the level of uh, responsibility that I had. I maintained my pay, you know, like I maintained um, all of the projects and stuff I was working on. I maintained the support that I needed to get this stuff done. Um, Mm -hmm. We were just doing it from an an at-home situation, right? But um, they took care of us. You know, they made sure we um, didn't have to worry and didn't have to to really uh, be overwhelmed with what to do. What do we do next? What do we do now? What do we? Mm -hmm. And we were having constant check-ins. Like our president, uh, Serene Matam, Mm -hmm. made made a point to reach out to us every week. Like we would have these plant-wide virtual meetings, plant-wide where he would just give us updates and talk to us and make sure we're good. And this is what's happening next. This is what we're thinking. So, I mean, in those uncertain times that our jobs weren't anything we had to be concerned with, you know, and I, a lot of people can't say that, you know, Mm -hmm. so I just feel so blessed to be able to say, you know, like it really didn't impact anything that, that we did negatively. Right. So that is a blessing. That Mm -hmm. is a blessing. Definitely. So what do you know now as an engineer at Toyota? What do you know now um, that you wish you knew back when you were in college at WVU? Yeah, I wish that I would have, if I could tell my past self anything, it'd just be to to not stress so much. (laughs) And that's like kind of like, that's hard to do because when you're in college, your mind is constantly on you know, get a job, get a job, do well, do well, prove right, yourself, prove right. yourself. But when you get to work and that carried with me through to, to my job, you know, and I put all this pressure on myself to get it right all the time, every time. Mm-hmm. And the reality is you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to have every answer. You know, you're not going to have the perfect solution or the perfect system to implement that fixes every problem. And that's OK, you know. And I just never told myself that it was okay. You know, um, luckily, you know, I'm in a, I was in a group where I had a lot of seasoned <laughs> senior engineers mm-hmm. that I could go to and ask for help. And they, if they had input, they gave it to me, you know? So just knowing that piece of it, there, that there are people that want to see you do well and that there are people that are there to help, you know, it takes a lot of the load off. You don't have that burden of oh my gosh I've got to be perfect and Mm -hmm. I've got to do this well if I don't get this one solution right I'm going to you know get fired or something terrible like that right Right. Um, that's one thing I wish I would just because I feel like I would have been more effective you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I feel like I would have gotten more from my college experience and 
you know, like even my work experience, if I didn't have all this pressure, you know, so that's one thing I would tell myself a younger version of myself kind of chill out a little more just chill Um, out just enjoy taking what you can you know Mm -hmm. like you're not going to have all the answers for everything you know so that's one thing I've learned wonderful so what's next for you it seems like you're having a blast there at Toyota what like what do you have in the in on the horizon hopefully it's more Toyota I always tell them that (laughs) my general manager (laughs) I was like, I'm here until you tell me I have to leave, you know, but there are so many opportunities that I don't think I would ever get tired. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. So many different parts of uh, this particular industry that I'm in that I don't feel like I'll ever get bored. You know, like I said, I switched and transitioned over to a new silo of engine or of Toyota on the production side and I'm enjoying it. So I just want to, um, you know, grow more. I always say laterally that, you know, lateral growth before I start like trying to move up. And I just wanted to add to my, my toolkit. That's what we call it at work, our toolkit. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep adding to that skill set and adding to what I know to be able to be a productive leader in the future. Yeah, I can see you being in charge of that plant or whatever. Oh, you know, I don't know. I can see it. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> Put it out there in the atmosphere. <laughs> a West Virginia native being yeah. the head person of the of Toyota West Virginia. I don't know. I'm just gonna put that out there. I'll write this down. Right, Dr. Put that out there. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> so what what sets your soul on fire? Like what when you what makes you get up every morning and go to work that and and you know with the and an expectation of, of, of having a great day. Like what sets your soul on fire? I like results. I'm a very results driven person. And I like the idea of conquering something and seeing it done, you know? So I always joke, like um, the papers on my desk get higher and higher. <laughs> but you know, at some level, that's what drives me. Shemaine, they're not going to be that high all the time. You know, <laughs> as one of these days, it's going to be nothing there, girl. You just keep going. So that I'm very results driven. I like mm-hmm. being effective. You know, I like impacting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much a people person too. I know that really doesn't play into that as much, but I love like just making things better. Like I like the idea of just making something uh better for someone else and at work my customer is the team member right um so you know being results driven makes me want to get up and find the best solution that I can it makes me want to figure out this problem that we're having that causes them so much uh aggravation (laughs) throughout the day right it just it drives me to to be effective and I think that's what pushes me that's what sets my soul on fire (laughs) is being effective right and impacting making an impact making a difference yes ma'am Mm-hmm. Um, as a young person who grew up in West Virginia, there are so many people who um, end up leaving. Like, what gives you hope in West Virginia, and that, like, what has kept you here yeah. uh, in West Virginia, and what gives you hope? Honestly, it's companies like what I, where I work. It's companies mm-hmm. like Toyota that gives me hope, right? And the more business, right, the more business that we continue to to, to provide for, and the more. Uh, the more people we can get to be a part of this culture, I think that'll be what revives the state. Things like that, right? 
industry, you know, things uh, like new innovations, people, people like the idea of new, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they love the idea of um, new uh, technology and things like that, which is what we're doing at the plant every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's honestly one of the reasons why I stayed because I want to see I love the job that I work for and how amazing is it that it's in my state, right? My mom still lives here. So, you know, that's good. That too. helps, I'm sure. That helps a lot, you know, I need to get sometimes, you know. <laughs> so, having that support. Having that having support, support. Mm-hmm. huge. It's so huge. It's big. It's a big deal for me, right? And for others too. So mm-hmm. I think that'll be one of the things that, that really causes our state to kind of revive it's just what we do things like this at the plant offering opportunities like this even if it's not toyota but other industries in the state that will do the same thing like my myelin pharmaceuticals is a big one um Mm -hmm. there there's just things that are that if we continue to grow like we are it will have a positive impact i think and it will cause other people to come it will help our recruitment i think okay so an influx of people coming to Mm -hmm. To work in West Virginia, yeah, it's it's certainly an affordable place to live. So I think so. I think so. Yeah, and I think it's uh, beautiful here. You know, the mountains oh, and you know the things that you can do here. Like I, I think there's so many other things that people don't know about. You know, that people who aren't from this part of the country get to see a lot of, right? So yes. Yeah, so we have to make it visible, a part of that visibility. And piece. be proud of, and be like you know, because I remember last couple years ago now not not 2020 but i think it was 2019 <laughs> had a couple friends in from new york and they were like michelle are you sure you're not working for the department of tourism because i was just <laughs> i just felt so proud i was like i was showing them everywhere and you know i'm telling you i think we all have to be like our own tourism you know um board for West really put your state out there right because if you don't love it you're not going to get anybody else to love it absolutely absolutely thank you so much thank you so much for joining me today it was a pleasure getting to know you and learn more about what you're the great work that you're doing at Toyota well thank you I really appreciate you for having me and the invitation I really appreciate it all righty take care You too.